Hola a todos. Welcome to episode eight in season two of Doses of Darling. For those of you who are joining me for the first time, welcome. My name is Darling Membreño and I am a licensed professional counselor associate here in the state of Texas. To those of you who are continuing to watch or listen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Like always, um, if you haven't done so already and you like the content, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like the video, and hit the little bell for notifications. If you're listening on other platforms, please rate the podcast and like it. Your support means the world to me. Alrighty. <clears throat> so, <sighs> this is difficult. I thought it would be easier. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, season two will be ending abruptly. The podcast is not over. I want to clarify that. <laughs> but season two does have to end a little bit early. I'm going to have to press pause on the podcast for a little bit because, well, life is happening. Um, my life right now is planned out all the way until October of this year, which is so crazy because last year the months kept going and I felt every time I talked to somebody, I was like, it's June and it's like, it's crazy because I, my body and my mind are still in March. Like I, I couldn't catch up with how quickly time was going by. And I know that technically we're still in February right now, but my mind's already in October or November. So happy 2025, I guess. It is so crazy. I am actually doing so much. I have my um, workshop, the Healing the Mother Wound Through Movement workshop that's actually coming to fruition on March 7th. I will put all of the details for that in the description if you're interested. Um, even if you just want to check out what it's about, um, if you want to get tickets or whatever, I'm going to put the Eventbrite link in the description. So that's finally coming to fruition. I am slowly but surely getting trained in doing art therapy. I will be, um, training in neuroaffective touch so I can incorporate that into my practice. And the longest certification that I'm doing, I'm not really at liberty to discuss fully yet because of what it entails and the legalities and the ethics and all of that stuff. But I will be done with that certification in October and we'll be able to start practicing somewhat here in Texas, but mostly in Colorado and Oregon and a few other states. So um, a lot of you who know me know what certification I'm talking about, but as I'm learning and as I'm able, I will disclose a little bit more details about that. But this certification will actually, it's, I'm technically back in school fully. Like I'm meeting every other week with a group, but like there's lecture online and there's also home groups and I'm going to have to be out of state to do my own practicums and I'm going out of the country to meet my new little niece. Like I have so much going on and my job and my private practice and like, okay, so much. Um, but 
I cannot wait to continue growing and building on my knowledge and just building so that I can make this podcast better and bring just so much more information to all of y'all. I'm actually really excited to resume with even more revamped things for the podcast because y'all already saw hopefully that I did change even my little logo like I'm stepping into a new era of me but I feel like everything is up leveling in my life and I'm just so blessed and so grateful to even be able to share that and say that to y'all um I just thank you for your patience and your continued support I will keep uploading helpful shorts as they come to me so that I'm not completely off the map or off the grid for for y'all. But, um, and those of you listening on audio platforms, then you're definitely going to have to come watch on YouTube. (laughs) But either way, I'm really thrilled and excited for everything that's um, unfolding in my life this year. I, like I said, it's all meticulously planned out already and I'm really excited but I'm also I don't know I'm I'm like nervous but excited and just really happy I'm like really happy that I'm able to do all of this so that's the update sad but great um the podcast is not over it's not over I will be back for a season three I already have people lined up to be guests and to continue this different sort of um holistic wellness approach to mental health and many other things coming up so just stay tuned I will continue actually filming podcasts which you know I'll, as soon as I have time here and there I'll do that but I won't be posting them until I actually have time to dedicate to editing and to you know putting everything together the way I have been for the past year in May it'll be a year that I, I started this podcast so I'm like really excited Um, and there might be a little surprise coming in around May. So stay tuned and thank you for your continued support. Alrighty, this episode, I think is, I mean, I say this about every episode, but it's, it's, it's a great episode. It's full of so much information and y'all get to watch those of you watching sorry for those of you just listening those of you watching get to watch two separate demos of this very special process called the kundalini activation process one's going to be an in-person that i shot myself and the other one is going to be an online that i actually did with the person who is my guest this for this episode um we were able to do this online and it's just insanely crazy that you uh, you all just have to wait and watch. It's so exciting. All right. So Kundalini activation process is a modality that's based on Kundalini energy, which is the most transformative force in the human body. When this energy is activated, um, it awakens our innate ability to heal to transform and to evolve in so many different ways. I cannot wait for y'all to learn about this. Our guest, Samantha Advincula, does a great job of describing it and you guys get to watch this happen in like live dirt. Well, it's live during our my recording with her, but (laughs) y'all get to watch it at home as an online thing. And then I'll do a little a little bit and she explains of what's happening 
um, during the session where I'm actually in person with her. So without further ado, here is my guest talking about the Kundalini activation process. Y'all enjoy. All right, everyone. Today, we have Samantha Advinkula joining us. She will be talking about Kundalini activation process. Samantha is a registered yoga teacher. She is a Kundalini activation process facilitator, and she was a level three Usui Reiki practitioner, and we'll get into the details of why I said was in just a second. Her energy is an energy that I don't know, at least I, I feel like everybody wants to be around all the time. And even online, I'm already feeling uh, slightly activated and feeling peaceful energy coming through. Um, I'm just so happy, Samantha, that you were able to come on and that you are on here to talk about this process that is so wonderful and just sharing it with the world or whoever's watching to see if maybe it's something that calls to them and and they want to add on their healing journey. Thank you, darling. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I'm really happy to be here and to share CAP with everyone too. Yeah. And CAP, not to confuse it with ketamine because ketamine is yeah. also called CAP. <laughs> Just <laughs> for clarification, <laughs> we'll get into plant medicine maybe in another episode, but Today is for Kundalini. <laughs> all right, Samantha, can you, so I always ask all of my guests to give us a little bit of background on themselves and then what their calling was to whatever it is that they're introducing. So tell us a little bit about you and how you came across Kundalini activation process and how you decided to become a practitioner for this. Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, I, wasn't on any sort of spiritual uh, journey or any sort of awakening journey when I found CAP. Um, I was processing a lot of grief. And mm-hmm. in that process, I, yeah, I, I, I broke up with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so I, I was called to try different modalities. I was also in Tulum when I first saw Cap. It was at this um, um, place in Tulum called Holistica. It's like a wellness center where they have different modalities. I've seen Cap because my friend Caitlin, who lives in Guadalajara, she hosts yoga uh, retreats with some Cap facilitators. But I was never really. Um, I was curious. I could see people moving, and that was what initially drew. Okay, this is like this looks really cool. This is something I want to try. And what the heck, like like. I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I'm grieving. <laughs> let's just, let's do something let's about do it. Something. Yeah. Um, and so I um, went to my first CAP class in uh, Holistica. It was with Blanca Puebla. Um, she is one of the purest transmissions of CAP that I have ever um, met and encountered. She's just amazing. Um, and in my first session, typically in CAP, when you when you go to a session, they have an introduction at the beginning mm-hmm. to share what CAP is, and then they do a little demonstration. Um, I remember when I saw the demo, um, I saw people just moving, like their bodies lifted off the ground, um, almost like they were like this paper dolls <laughs> being um, pulled with like marionette strings. Um, I was both a little scared 
and also very intrigued. There was something inside me that was just, it was like, it was pulled um, towards Andrew towards the experience. I could feel the fear, but at the same time, there was a sensation of, I'm ready, there's there's something here. Also an excitement. Um, and so when I experienced my first session, it was, I, I didn't expect to move, but, but my chest lifted off the ground. Um, and it, it was crazy. It was literally like having um, a psychedelic experience, except you're taking nothing. Um, I cried a lot. I could feel energy moving through my body. My chest uh, lifted off the ground. My heart just opened like this. And, and it was, it's, it's often hard to, when you, when the session ends, it's hard to sometimes bring back um, the experience with words just because it goes so, so very deep. But one thing that um, I took with me was this remembrance of this felt so familiar. It was just this, like, I, it, it felt like home. It was like, this is the most natural thing in the world. There's nothing to be scared of. This just feels like, it feels like flow. It feels like love. And, and, and yeah, I came to more sessions after that. And there was just a deep calling and a deep knowing that, hey, I want to, I want to do this. This feels so right. All I want to do is cap. That's how it felt like for me. Wow. That is so awesome. <laughs> and you know, I feel like there's a running theme of people turning their pain into their passion. It mm -hmm. sounds like you did something similar, right? You were grieving, having to let go of this human that was your boyfriend. And then you used whatever it is that you felt after your first cap session to discover like, this is, this is what I want to keep doing. I want to do this and just I, your passion. I, I think so. Um, there's a resonance there. I think, yes. Um, pain can be a portal. Um, it can be a teacher. And especially when you are sometimes when you're experiencing what feels like a lot of pain and you have nothing else to do, nowhere else to go. And you just surrender. I think that was the biggest thing for me. I was just open. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, yeah, if you have nothing else, like you said, then it's I think it's easier at that point when people feel that defeated and mm -hmm. that hurt um, to to just open up and be willing to receive whatever it is that that is coming next. Mm -hmm. So we we're talking about cap, but we haven't explained what it is yet. And mm -hmm. we, I, I believe People already know about kundalini meditation, but this is different. So can you explain to us what kundalini activation process is and how it differs from the kundalini meditation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there are many ways that you can raise kundalini. You can do kundalini meditation. Um, you can do kundalini yoga. All of those practices are willful practices. And by willful, I mean you are actively raising the energy from your root upwards and you do that either through breath through meditation or movement um what makes cap very different from those modalities is that in cap it's really the process of trusting the energy instead of trying to make something happen so the energy you lay in a yoga mat and as a facilitator i play some music and maybe i'll go around and touch certain energy points in the body and then the energy starts to descend from the crown of your head down to the root and then it starts to build and then it begins to flow both ways mm -hmm. um so that is the distinction between 
TAP and other Kundalini practices. But most importantly, TAP is actually um, something that goes beyond just Kundalini energy. It is also a transmission of non-dual states of awareness. Okay. So uh, two questions then that come from that. What is a non-dual state of awareness? And the other question would be, um, thank it. it was on the top of my head. And I forgot <laughs> okay. Oh, the energy points, the energy points, mm -hmm. which, which are the specific energy points on our bodies that you know to touch that activate this? Mm -hmm. So to answer the first question, a non-duality, non-duality is the state that most people try to get to when they spend years and years meditating, but which is transmitted through CAP. Um, the best way that I can describe it is a is its connection. It's it's the realization that you are everything and nothing at the same time. Um, some people experience it as pure love, bliss state pure consciousness, pure awareness. To the next, to your next question on the energy points, um, as a facilitator, I'm more of like a channel. I don't um, perceive, oh, I'm going to touch this energy point or even have um, a directive from the, the mind. It's like, okay, let's touch this point. Let's go here. I just allow my body to move through the different energy points. And what's really beautiful about this practice is that you don't even have to know anything about the chakras you don't need to know anything about um the energy system the energy or, or the energy system but, um the energy just guides you it's intelligent so it knows exactly what a person needs and it will just guide you yeah mm -hmm. yeah cap is is yeah it's really interesting i've been through this process three different times and so I wonder, um, and I'll share my experience a little bit later, but I, I want to hear your perspective on this. Can somebody use CAP for healing purposes and does it work in conjunction with therapy? So I'm thinking along the lines of integration, right? Where you experience a CAP session and then you go and talk to your therapist and you're like oh I, this and this and this happened and I'm making meaning of it in this way and I'm going to start implementing things that I saw or that I felt in such and such way do you is that something that usually happens or how do you recommend that you integrate what happens um, after a cap session mm -hmm. I think integrating with therapy is actually super helpful especially when um, people experience things through CAP that they might otherwise feel, okay, I still need to process this and having somebody there to help um, process what they just experienced, similar to if you were to go through a psychedelic experience, right? Um, um, part of the work is not just having that experience, but also bringing it back to you in your day-to-day -day life and to bring that back to you and anchor um, the things that you have learned um, intuitions or the realizations it's helpful to have a therapy okay. to ground it mm -hmm. okay. and integrate yeah so I mentioned that I I've gone to I think three or four sessions I think three sessions with you and um each session is slightly different from the last I think the first two were the most powerful ones um and you're absolutely right it puts you under a state as if you were under psychedelics 
except for the body movements. The body movements were new to me. You've already explained that there are some movements that happen. Um, and I have visions during when I'm, when I'm under, uh, is it under or when I'm in the, the session? When you're in the energy. Yes. Mm -hmm. When I'm in the energy. Um, I have, I've had visions of my great grandmothers and some ancestors. And I have seen the first one I think was like the most potent one because mm -hmm. I saw myself. Uh, I just saw a whole bunch of things happen in like what's going to happen in the rest of my life. And I just it was just an intense experience and it was so many things. Um, can you explain what else might happen to and because everybody's different, right? Everyone's going to receive the energy and work and be in the energy mm -hmm. in a different way. And you've explained it in classes. But now that you're doing a podcast about it, um, what are some possible things that can happen when people are in the energy? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, to so just to close the loop on the last question about it can tap be used for healing before I answer this one. So the purpose of tap is the expansion of consciousness. And with that, healing is a byproduct or something that can and does happen um, in a session. Um, and yes, um, to parallel the analogy of the psychedelic experience, um, tap feels very much like a mystical experience. And some of the things that you can experience, um, there can be visuals where you see some light, some colors. Um, it can be very emotional where you feel different sorts of emotions. It could be anger, sadness, joy. Um, some people express themselves through emotions um, by laughing, um, maybe screaming or crying. Um, other things you can experience with kinesthetic, which is what most people um, are initially drawn to cap for because they see people, you know, moving, um, shaking on the mat. Um, but, so in kinesthetic, you can shake. Uh, some people go through spontaneous yoga postures or mm -hmm. make mudras, hand gestures with the hands. Um, it can also be very energetic. Some people lay completely still and they feel energy coursing through them. It could be in waves of heat or cold, um, sometimes tingly sensations. You can also experience bliss states, um, orgasmic experiences or connection to your higher self. And like you've experienced con connection to ancestors or loved ones who've passed away. Yeah, it is a wonderful, wonderful experience that I've had and that I've heard other people having around me because it is it is in a group that we do this. And um, I believe that we is it do we feed off of other people's energy or how does that work? Because right next to your neighbor, I I have a video that I'm going to show, but there are people who um, either you're working on and they're moving and then like let's say my neighbor, I'm moving and making similar movements or like somebody across the room is how does this energy work when you're in a group of people like that? Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad you mentioned that too. Um, I had, I think a, a session last time where there were two guys who were sitting um, across from each other in the circle. And when I looked at them, they were making the same hand gestures. And it was very, very cool and very beautiful to watch because they didn't know each other. You know, it was the first time meeting, but they were making the same hand gestures. Um, and the best way that I can actually describe it is we're all in the energy. 
everybody there is all in the energy. Um, and, and it's, it's almost like we're all activating certain things in each other where uh, it, it goes back to the concept of oneness. We are all one. Yeah. So yeah. that connectedness, that experience, um, something that, um, is brought up in one person could be a catalyst for release or something similar to be brought up in another person. That's why the sharing portion at the end of um, each session is really important because it helps um, ground that reality of, hey, we're all one. We all went through this journey together. Like we, the, um, the best way I would describe it um, to me in my experience is it feels like a dance. We're all dancing. Yeah. in that energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful way to describe it because it definitely, I mean, the music definitely helps. The music that you use <laughs> is very helpful. Um, can you tell me how that comes in to a Kundalini activation process session? Is there a possible way of working through this energy without music or is it absolutely necessary? Yes. So you can still tap without the music. You would still have um, the experience, body movements, et cetera. Um, the music is there to help people surrender more mm -hmm. when you're playing music, you, you know, because um, it's not so weird when it's silent before <laughs> just moving around in the mat. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yes, um, when you're connected to the energy, whether without the music, it works. I never thought about how awkward it would be. <laughs> <laughs> be in a silent room, <laughs> vocalizing and moving, and like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and I know we're talking about um, the movement. Something I also um, want to emphasize for those listening is that that is actually the least important part of the practice. So whether you move or not in a session, it doesn't matter. It's the least important part of the practice. It's the shifts that ha actually happen in between sessions that make all the difference. So if you don't move in session, um, don't be discouraged. It's okay. It's all phenomena. Everyone is sensitive. Um, that's another thing I wanted to mention. Everyone is sensitive to the energy. Um, some people express it in different ways. Um, and, and I think I always see this in session too. Sometimes it takes some people also more time than others. And the more you experience tap, the deeper that you go, and the more trust and surrender can also happen. Do you feel like um, you always mention to go in without any expectations to just let whatever happens happen? Is there anything against having an intention before going into a CAP session? So the I'll go back, I guess, to the definition of um, or what CAP is. It's the process of divine surrender. So yes, you could have a loose intention, but also trust that whatever is meant to happen will happen. Mm -hmm. It's it's a way of letting go of um, control mm -hmm. and just trusting, completely trusting that you will receive exactly what you're ready to receive, regardless of what that intention is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great reminder too, because I feel like I'm a person that always needs to be in control of situations and both in plant medicine and in cap, <clears throat> it hasn't been that difficult for me to 
surrender control, at least the first, the first session, because I really don't know what to expect. It definitely mm -hmm. was easier for me to surrender as opposed to the next times where I feel like, well, I know what happened the, the last few times. So let's see mm -hmm. what, like what I can make happen this time. And then I, I really can't, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens is just what happens. It, it gives you what you need. Um, I've also, as a facilitator, we go through the same awakening process that you do. So we experience things. Um, in, in my process, sometimes I'll have um, a cap transmission where I feel so much bliss and I go into the next session thinking, oh, I want to experience this again. My intention is to have super blissful experience. But then grief comes up and it's just like, you know, it's it comes up because it's um it gives you what you need the energy gives you what you need and for me um no matter what happens i just have so much gratitude mm. like whatever feelings emotions come up you um you realize it's just phenomena and you can let it pass through with more rapidity you just feel it and then it's you know it's transmuted and then onto the next phenomena yeah onto next the next emotion. So mm -hmm. I guess whatever comes up is whatever needs to happen. And then maybe something that you need to process that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That is going on currently in your life. Mm -hmm. it's, yes. yeah, it's, it still ceases to amaze me. I just, I, or it does not cease to amaze me that <laughs> this, this is like a possible thing. So I usually ask my guests um, because y'all are all practitioners on something. If there's a favorite case or like a person client that has come into one of your sessions and they've had like a drastic shift or change in their life, but because you have also undergone the same thing, you can share either a client or something big that has happened as a result of cap in your life. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, with, I guess, um, with clients, um, I've had people tell me that they stopped using substances, um, stopped using weed. Um, I've had people have crazy synchronicities happen in their lives. Um, people who've experienced, even though the purpose of CAP isn't um, about healing, people who have of experience healing in their physical bodies. Um, and for me personally, just the shifts that I've started to make in my life. So um, I'm going to backtrack again to when we were talking about when I first started CAP. So it was actually um, after my first CAP session that I broke up with my partner at that time, not before. It was after my first session. And it, what it's taught me is this just this complete. Um, trust in life and the feeling that no matter what happens everything is going to be okay and that I am safe um it's given me this capacity to be with emotion my emotions because it can be a roller coaster right you experience the highs and lows of life you experience another thing you can experience in in cap is just this um deepening um your capacity to feel you feel all emotions so very deeply and sometimes it's difficult to feel emotions you don't want to feel when there's that sense of contraction or resistance, that rigidity of, oh, I don't want to feel the sadness. I don't want to feel this um, anger, this shame, this gripping sensation. But the more that you allow yourself to process and receive those emo or, or um, 
allow those emotions to pass through you. Um, I want to say it feels, it, it still, it's quote unquote, gets a little bit easier. Mm. If you're more accepting of it, you realize, hey, um, things come and go. It's not permanent. It passes through. And you can have an emotion and experience and then you can just feel it and let it go. So I would say that's that's the biggest thing that's come up for me. It's just trust and reverence for how how beautiful this human experience is. How grateful I am for for everything, even the fact that we can feel. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just beautiful. It is. It's a wonderful experience, and it this goes to another question that I have because you always send out like an aftercare thing um, mm -hmm. in our, in our chats and you, you tell people, you know, um, alcohol is low vibrational, so it'll kind of pull you out of the energy. And mm -hmm. there are a whole bunch of other things that you warn, which I will admit. And I told you right before we, we started recording, I had some wine two days after the last cup session. And I usually am so in tune with my intuition, but it this just brought my energy down like down to the floor afterwards and i regretted it so much because i the only reason i said i didn't say no to the wine is because this person had been holding this bottle of wine since like october november <laughs> and i was like oh i can't say no to you so um that's the only reason that was the only reason why but i regretted it instantly the next day uh, my i I'm usually really in tune, like I said, with my intuition and mm -hmm. um, it guides me in everyday decisions from like what to eat to like where to go after work or who to hang out with it. it it's so much easier for me to just go within me and be like, what is the best decision for me right now? That's not going to be depleting. That's going to add joy. That's going to, I don't even have to think about it. Right. I literally just have to be like intuition. Got it. And <laughs> But after the last cap session, I was like, oh, that's not a thing that happened anymore. So um, there, the point that I was trying to make with that is there are different things that you warn against. And one of the ones that vividly stood out to me because I was like, oh, darn, um, was that you said not to attach yourself to the visions that you see. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that a little bit more? Um, and then, yeah, just explain. Okay, how, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so just to comment first on a, what you said about um, alcohol. Yes, there are certain things that can raise or lower your vibration. Um, and especially after a cap session, if you want to maintain that vibration, um, eating foods that are like more fruits and vegetables, for example, can maintain that vibration. Eating more dense um, uh, substances, like for example, alcohol, um, can lower that vibration. So since you're super connected to um, your intuition, it's best to see where your body guides you. And at the same time, to also remember that we are very, you know, we're, we're still human. Um, it's okay to have that, that glass every, um, if you feel called to, I mean, on New Year's, I had champagne and this was after our non-dual immersion. <laughs> we got a, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, we got a bottle of um, champagne and started shared it so yeah, it's very human um and that's okay um this so the second thing I think you'd ask us about the vision so 
So in CAP, um, yes, sometimes you will see visions and sometimes you'll have these um, beautiful experiences where like a whole like lifetime or story unfolds. And sometimes you'll get from it or you receive to it instantly and immediately or intuitively what you need to, and that's great. Um, but the the point is not to attach to the experience of the of the visions, because at the end of the day, they're also just phenomena. You take what you need, and rather than creating a story behind it, just like you wouldn't create a story behind um, emotions, you know, or um, sensations that you experience, you let it go. You release, transmute, and you you let it go. Yeah. The idea isn't to cling to um, to something and make the experience about that, especially since um, we want. So when you have visions, it could be that the the energy is working on the the crown the crown chakra, the third eye chakra, these upper chakras. Um, the point of cap is not to stay up here; it's to have the energy also um, move both ways. So also work on the lower chakras, which when you attach to the visions, it can keep you up here. You know. Yeah. On the, so is that a is that a negative thing then if you're really just staying in the crown chakra or is that just something that energy feels like needs to happen? It's something that the energy feels needs that something that the energy intelligently knows um and it, the energy is intelligent so it will know what needs to happen. It's the mind that's like, "Hey, there's a story here. Let me cling to the story. What does this mean?" The energy just works without the story. So as it works in these chakras, the more that you can uh, let go of the visions, you acknowledge it and you let it go just like thoughts, then the, you allow the energy to work through the crowd, through the root, through the entire energy system, top to bottom, and not just stay here, you know? Well, it sounds like I have some work to do because <laughs> it just stays up in my crown <laughs> chakra and has not moved anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, my my brain is definitely attached to some of those stories. And I'm like, oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> and it can be. And it's amazing. It's amazing when you get these like, you know, these fantastic visions. It really is amazing. And that's okay, too. But it's not all of it. It's, the visions are just a part of it. Yeah. So do you have a recommendation then in order to get the energy to move somewhere else other than just stay there? Okay, I, so I guess let me backtrack a little bit. So when you have the visions, it doesn't mean that the energy just stays there. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I meant earlier was when you have the visions, sometimes the tendency is for um, clients to want to create a story or attach to the visions when the practice is really about surrendering. So you acknowledge that, yes, there's this really awesome vision. Okay, it's there. Um, I took what, what I needed from it. Now I can let it go. Okay. So it's the practice of surrendering it. The energy, um, regardless, is intelligent. So it's going to work on all of the um, centers. Okay. So I'm not doing anything wrong. It's just... You're not doing anything wrong. Mm-mm. It's a very human that... thing. Yeah. I just need to work on, okay, cool. Next. <laughs> Release. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I guess let's show the video just so that maybe you can talk us talk to us a little bit about um what you see is happening in the video and what mm-hmm. if you remember because it was like two weeks yes. ago what was yes. calling you to touch upon different points so I'm going to share my screen and um start the video okay we could possibly play the whole song I think you stayed with me the whole song <laughs> <laughs> okay walk us through 
um, what we just saw? Mm -hmm. So I go out of my mind when I facilitate. There is less um, thought, less direction from here. I simply become a channel for the energy. I allow the energy to move through me, to move my hands wherever it wants to move, to make the gestures however it wants to move um, with as little interference from the mind as possible. So in the video, um, when you see me moving and touching certain energy points in the body, that's just me allowing the energy to guide me to where it wants to go. Yeah. It's so, so beautiful and so graceful. And um, I, I am really grateful for this experience because I feel like I've gathered so much, even if the visions, you know, you have to release them. Um, I've still been able to take and get a lot from these past three sessions that I've had. And I was telling you that I feel like the last session, it was a little bit more superficial because there was somebody vocalizing very, very loudly and it kept pulling me out of the energy and I had to like force myself back in and I did think about it, but you mentioned out loud. Well, maybe there's something to that because the voice that was vocalizing was a masculine voice. And I have had other cap sessions where feminine voices are, are vocalizing and that doesn't bother me at all. So now I have to go back into myself and be like, why did that man's voice trigger me? But um, it was, it felt a little bit more superficial. And so just ha going back to, um, I, I did, I felt at one with the universe at one point, I felt like I was this mm -hmm. like blob of jello that just mm -hmm. melted for like three seconds. It felt so <laughs> peaceful, but it was amazing. And again, I was like pulled back out uh, because of the, mm -hmm. the vocalization that was happening. But every single experience has been so, so great. And I feel so good afterwards. Um, and I, I mean, you just explained everything and, and why, mm -hmm. why it happens the way that it does. So um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing that I've come across. And now I'm so excited to like share it with everybody who watches and listens to this podcast. Me too. Um, um, what's really beautiful about this practice is that it truly does align you to your authentic self, your true nature. And everything that is not in alignment with that just starts to fall out of your life. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned the bliss state too, um, because it's it's sort of um, what, what it reminds me of is when you go into the state of non-duality, it sort of clears everything that you are not. And then you come back here with that remembrance. You come back here um, um, remembering that you are not what happened to you. You are not the... Um, the stories, um, the beliefs, you are not that, you are that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So once you go into that um, uh, non-duality state and and yeah, uh, what's why that is so important to you is because the, the purpose really of expanding consciousness is not for us to stay in those states, it's to bring it back here and be embodied. We're still humans having this um, divine experience and we're expanding consciousness through our humanity yeah. through being human mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I still equate this to, and I've mentioned this in previous podcast episodes that um, with every every healing modality and and um, alternate mo modality that I've found, it literally feels like I'm unlocking a different level in a video game of my life. And I'm just stepping into <laughs> and embodying new versions of me now having taken different parts of whatever healing and whatever experiences I have through these sessions. So um, that's what it feels like. Now I, I have, um, I have more things that I've been able to take from the cap sessions. And if, even if it was only for three seconds, I was glad to finally get out of this like egocentric, all of the visions that I had were really just about me and about a specific question that's been nagging in my mind for a few months. Um, but it, it was wonderful for those three seconds to step outside of myself and just be at one with the universe and then just come back and be like, okay, that can happen. That's who I am. And that's, that's what mm -hmm. I embody mm -hmm. now, instead of worrying about all of the dumb shit that we worry about on a daily basis. Right. That's very menial. Yeah in comparison to being a part of the universe and being connected to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful experience. So do you have then, Sam, any recommendations for like resources to continue learning about or healing using CAP or reaching spiritual attunement and intuition via CAP? So CAP is really about direct experience. Um, that's why it's sometimes difficult to explain to somebody what the modality is about because they'll get it. Um, most people will, are generally, yes, you'll get it once you have the direct experience of it. Um, as far as, um, I'm really terrible at, at this. I actually have <laughs> no books that I recommend. I did not have a background studying Kundalini. I knew none of this stuff. I um literally just allow the energy to move through me and I'm a pass through for it but what I can recommend are books on my journey that have helped me and maybe the synchronicity um actually come to think of it it's it's crazy my favorite book uh, and the book that has had the most impact on my life is called letting go by David Haw Hawkins yeah. and um underneath the book it says the pathway to surrender which is mm -hmm. what CAP is. CAP is the path to divine surrender. Um, so that book teaches you a lot about um, emotions and how to um, experience emotions without clinging to it. Mm -hmm. It's the best way to describe it. Um, so I would highly recommend that book for those who are interested in even the concept of surrender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like it's going to be at the top of my Amazon book list. Oh my gosh. It it's amazing. Um, okay. Anything else that you can think of that we missed in our questions or that you really feel like people need to know about CAP? Um, I guess complementary uh, practices mm -hmm. to CAP are yoga. Yoga, any practice that grounds you back into the body is complementary to CAP. Um, because like I mentioned, I think I actually don't remember if I mentioned, but CAP is very much an embodiment about embodiment. Mm -hmm. So it's not just staying up here. 
um, in those higher states of consciousness? Is it embodying it? It's bringing that spirit force back here and embodying it. Um, and oh yeah, most importantly, um, just a little bit of history. So CAP was founded by Venant Wong, uh, Master Venant Wong, and he has the ability to uh, activate a person's energy system through touch. And he can also pass this ability on to others. Um, Venant's um, base state or normal state is non-duality. Mm-hmm. And that comes through his transmissions. He has also um, had a background, I think it was seven years in dance. He also has a background in martial arts and it's a raw foodist. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes his transmission very unique. He um, was a, do- a devotee of Adida. Mm-hmm. So Venant Wong is still alive. And I had the the question of, is this an ancient practice? So what, what then is the answer to that question? So the concept of Shaktipat, um, that is an ancient practice that originated from India. Um, But CAP itself is not an ancient practice. it is a transmission that started, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure quite when, if it was like the 2000, somewhere in the 2000s, but it's not an ancient practice like Shaktipat is in India. Okay, perfect. So you usually host sessions on Wednesdays at Dharma Yoga Studio at 730. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm in the place it's on Maina Road. <laughs> um, so how can people find your services if all the information I just gave them is not enough yet? Do you have an Instagram or do you website other platforms and any other things that you might be doing in the community? Like I know that you just hosted one on Friday that wasn't mm-hmm. at Dharma Yoga Studio. So like mm-hmm. how can people yeah. find? So the best way to the best way to uh, find out about upcoming events is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is at wake up to see. That's where I post the events. And I also have a WhatsApp group where I can add um, people who've done cap already. So just so you can keep up to date with events and also connect with community. Um, upcoming events I have on Valentine's Day, I'll be doing another cap go deeper session which is a 90-minute transmission of CAP recommended. It's open to everyone, but recommended for those who have already had experience with CAP, Um, which brings me, so there are different formats of CAP. Uh, The CAP open classes on Wednesdays at 7.30, those are the 60-minute transmissions. CAP Go Deeper is a 90-minute transmission of the energy. Um, And... Something I'm excited to also announce is in March, March 2 to 3, I'm going to be hosting a CAP immersion with a level two facilitator and friend of mine, Patrick Nolan. Um, Venue's still to be determined, but the CAP immersion is basically two days of back-to-back CAP sessions, two back-to-back CAP sessions each day. Two back-to-back sessions each day? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yes. It's an immersion. Yes. That's yeah. intense. I'll share more with you. <laughs> Whoa. I can't imagine how much work and like how much, I don't know, just how much would come up from four sessions altogether. Yes. It's, you go quite deep. 
Yes, I bet you do. Wow, that is super exciting. I look forward to hearing more details about that one. Because I feel I mean, I've already done the 90 minute session, I've done two, two hour long and one 90 minute. And so I'm, I'm just diving head first into all this healing stuff. So I may see you on the second and third of March. I look forward to it. Um, You'll have to meet Patrick as well. Patrick was my um, first or Blanca Pablo was my first facilitator and I continued um, because there was no cap in Austin. So I continued doing cap with Patrick online. um, And he was my facilitator before I became, me and Blanca were my facilitators before I became a facilitator. And he's also an LTU facilitator. So yes, very um, potent transmission of the energy, very pure transmission as well. Wow. That's really, really exciting. All right. Well, I think that is all of the questions that I have. I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. And I know this is your first podcast, so I feel so honored that (laughs) you came on and that I'm able to just share this with the community and whoever feels called to experience something like this. I totally 100% recommend it. I will go ahead and link Samantha's information in the description. If y'all have any other questions, I'll put in the book also that she mentioned. Um, So if y'all have any, I don't know, curiosities about all of this, you can, you can just go find out at Dharma Yoga on Mainer Road. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, darling. Start to come back to the body. And deepen your breath at the energy guide you to move the fingers, the toes, and still staying connected to the energy. You can begin to open your eyes whenever you feel ready, or even roll to one side the eyes close and starting to open the eyes when the time feels right. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) thank you so much for that thank you thank you it's still just as intense as all the other ones (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. still saw some good things but felt more things this time um yeah more flashes of words than than people um I still saw some people I still saw my ancestors all sitting in like they they look like they're sitting in like a like a jury stand, but it's a whole <laughs> and um, they just said they just said the word the words honor us. Mm. Oh, that was really nice. Yeah. So beautiful. It's interesting too. Um, some people um they feel it more intensely when they're at home, just because you're in the privacy of your space, you can literally do anything. Well, I feel like I moved a little bit more more intensely than I do at the actual sessions. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it that. happens. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it happens. Well, I was going to say it happens to me too. Um, when I would take Patrick's online sessions, I literally feel like a paper doll, like just blowing in my living room. I like move out of my mat. I'm in so many <laughs> yoga postures. Yeah. I like well, it. So I, like- I resisted because I, I, I felt like I wanted to sit up. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I wanted to sit up, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know, this is okay. So Your my body, mind talks to me. Yeah, you can you can sit up. Um, probably not stand. Um, if you feel like standing, you're recommended to lay down. Um, but you can sit up. Your yeah. body wants to. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my body's definitely pushing me forward to standing up, and I'm like, no, no, let's stay on this mat. <laughs> you can sit down. Um, sometimes it'll make you go into a forward fold or you just like sit up like this or tuck your toes beneath you and kneel. Oh, that would be, I'm, I thought I was surrendering, but there was something stopping me. So (laughs) next time I'm hot in some yoga poses too. (laughs) Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you for your trust. Oh my goodness. How epically awesome was this episode or even just the experience. It's so amazing to go through this process. And I shared in the podcast that my intuition has been so strong after the sessions and the more I undergo it, the stronger that intuition is. I feel like I have a deeper sense of clarity about how to move about my life and what decisions to make in different ways. Like there's less, less of a, like a second guessing in any decision that I make. I feel more aligned and in tune to like my true and highest self. And I don't think I've ever felt that as much as I do after starting doing these Kundalini activation process sessions. I feel this freedom from limiting beliefs, albeit, you know, I still have a few of them lingering around because I'm human and I'm not perfect and I still have a few insecurities, but this process has helped me eliminate a lot of, a lot of the limiting beliefs that have held me back from doing so many things in my life that I'm now just taking the leap forward in and and just doing things like it's like you know I I feel like I'm making the right choices now and um no fear is going to hold me back from from doing whatever it is that I want and so I just think the biggest thing is that I'm living with a more open heart and that in and of itself is something really special to me because y'all know my story. I have lived with a closed heart for, for a very long time. And although I'm a very generous and kind and loving person, um, there's still, there was still some sort of block. And I feel like if it's not fully removed already, it's on its way to being pushed out or transmuted into something else. And it's thanks to all of the other healing modalities, but Definitely, I want to give it its due credit to this modality because it's it's helped me in so many ways. And so other things that people might experience 
that are long lasting positive changes in their well-being habits and perfection are like self-healing a deeper sense of a purpose um the ability to manifest true desires that's something that i'm working on and um can't wait until it starts happening shifts in perception of reality and transformed relationships you know we discussed and and samantha was vulnerable enough to share with us that she actually ended a relationship after starting the kundalini activation process because she was so clear on what her path was and what she wanted that that was one of the one of the things and it can transform relationships in a very positive way be it separating from something dysfunctional or negative or reuniting and reigniting a passion and a love that was missing or lacking in an already existing relationship so just so many wonderful benefits that one can gain from this and um i really hope that whoever was watching and felt inspired to look into it and experience it if you live in in austin actually goes to sam's um instagram page and books the next session for them and just great things all around will start happening in your life so it's just the whole process you know is completely natural and safe you are fully conscious all the way throughout so you don't have to be put under any sort of medication it's really just your energy that starts shifting and that starts making these moves and it's such a transcendental experience i hope that whoever is interested after watching this episode really, really has the best experience possible. And so all of Sam's information can be found in the description below. Um, And so, yeah, that was the Kundalini activation process. I'm sad because this is the last episode of season two. But still, a reminder for when it does come back, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications so that you know exactly when I come back and like the videos and rate it and like it on the other platforms. Um, And a reminder that my Healing the Mother Wound Workshop through Movement is taking place on March 7th. The tickets are on Eventbrite, which is also in the description my uh, website is in the description my instagram's in the description so if you need to contact me in any way shape or form during this little hiatus that i'm taking to just hunker down and study please don't hesitate to reach out i will be seeing you all very soon hopefully and i am gonna send you all off with all of my light all of my light, all of my love, and wish so many blessings for all of you who are watching and listening. I will see you all on the next season, season three of Doses of Darling. Take care, everybody.